Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group, member FINRA SIPC. Sierra Ridge Wealth Management is not an affiliate of Next Financial Group. The Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price-weighted index of 30 actively traded blue chip stocks. The S&P 500 is a market cap-weighted index composed of the common stocks of 500 leading companies in leading industries of the U.S. economy. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of Hunter Lowry and not those of Sierra Ridge Wealth Management or Next Financial Group. Hunter Lowry here. Welcome back to the Wealth Accelerator podcast. We're here for part two of the interview with Chris. So hope you guys enjoy. Yeah, but but hey, I want you to, uh, you know, now that we got a little bit of background and we talked, you know, a little bit about the, the webcast. If there was a lot more on there, guys, hopefully I'll keep posting them because they're really, really informative. And hopefully if, if you miss this one, you can jump on the next one. I'll keep posting them on my Facebook and letting you guys know about it on the podcast. But um, Chris, and, and keep it in layman's terms, because, you know, a lot of people aren't super familiar with annuities. I guess talk a little bit about, you know, some certain products that you're currently really interested in and, and currently talking to clients about and um, why, you know, we talked already about why they're a good, why it's a good reason to have it as part of your portfolio. But just tell everybody a little bit about some of the products that you're looking at and why you think it's so important to have them even now when the market's on such a tear. Now, to be completely honest, right now, if you would have asked me this question a month ago, I would have had a, a, at least 10 to just highlight for you. Yeah, fair. Um, the crazy thing is right now, though, is, you know, because of the economic situation and these companies are all conservative, right? That's why they've been around for so long. Um, that's why they've been, um, you know, that's why they're too big to fail. They've pulled a lot of things off of the shelf that previously you would have been able to get into and have really good payout rates on the back end. But uh, right now, if I were to speak of at least one, I mean, I was looking at the Prudential PDI. Um, it's a, a fixed income annuity. This is designed uh, exclusively for somebody who is nearing retirement. But, but and we're see, talking about retirement really, within the next five years. Really on a high level, uh, tell, what, is, what is a fixed income annuity? I have no idea what that is. You know, some people, a lot of people, they don't know okay. the different t kinds of annuity. What's a super high level synopsis of that? Fixed income annuity. It's me telling you, okay, well, you give me a hundred thousand dollars, right? And I just want to keep that as a, a, a low round number just to make it completely easy for anybody. And if you give me a hundred thousand dollars, I'll give you 5% of that for the rest of your life. No matter what, yeah. even if I live to be 150? Even if I live to be 150, I'll keep giving you 5% of that for the rest of your life. With the um, death benefit, right? They have death benefits the death, on them? With the death benefit. But you know, I mean, if you run out of money, you run out of money, right? Fair. If, yeah, if there's no anymore, then there's no death benefit. But let's just say, you know, you run through 60,000 of it and this thing is continuing to grow, you know? Maybe there's an, it, it, it really, oh man, 
the the it, it just gets to where because now now I'm thinking about all kind of different additives and all these different moving pieces that are put on top of the annuities. Yeah. You know, if you if you keep it simple, yeah, okay, you do a hundred thousand, all right, I'll give you five percent for the rest of your life. But you know, just to kind of put this out there, there are all different kind of complexities that go onto these annuities in the form of riders that really make them a whole lot more than that. So I can tell you that, oh, okay, well, I'll give you 5% for the rest of your life, but there's a bunch of stuff on here that we can add. We can add long, long-term long care riders on these things. We can add a death benefit rider on this thing. We can add a return or premium on it. You know, there, there's an annuity that I've got out there right now with a, a few clients that, hey, if they spend this thing down to the last time and they stop using it, let's say they put $100,000 in originally, the death benefit is $100,000 on the back end. Wow, that's and awesome. That goes, that goes to the beneficiary. So it's like you get paid twice. Yeah. I got to use this money in my lifetime and then leave it to, you know, my heir so that they can use it. Yeah. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um so but those things may or may not be on the table anymore. You know, you gotta kinda take advantage when they're there. When it's there and it's available, you've gotta be able to go ahead and pull the trigger. Yeah. yeah that's the and somebody who's going to be lagging behind is just the difference between when they pull the trigger. If you can make an informed decision, you have somebody that you trust um, as an advisor to kind of lead you down a path of righteousness, then go ahead and take advantage. You know, you, you can't sit there and say, okay, well, maybe later, maybe this, maybe that. Um, I've, I've had a prospect tell me, you know, I've, I've had my money with Fidelity and, uh, you know, it's, it's 60% equities. And they told me I can't lose any money. That client right now won't answer my phone call, you know, because she doesn't, she doesn't want to hear. I told you so. Yeah. 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 It's hard to hear. <laughs> um, to hear. I don't want to hear it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Nobody likes to be told that. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess in, in, in any client situation, no matter how, what the risk tolerance is, what, the age is, and I mean, granted, you know, if you're 18 years old and just starting up or up a Roth, you're not going to want to put money into an annuity, but you know, for a 35 year old person, that's still aggressive. There is a, a portion of that money that should be getting put into a, a long-term safety net bucket of an annuity. That's going to pay huge, not huge in returns, but a, a huge in, in terms of safety. And, and having that, you know, being able to sleep at night, knowing that, you know, that basket of money is safe, no matter what global crisis we have, coronavirus, banking crisis, whatever, you know, you're not losing money in these annuities. And that's a, I think something that can relieve a lot of stress with a lot of people. And, you know, I do have to say, man, the, the older you are, the more that I will lean towards an annuity, the younger you are, the more that I lean towards insurance. Just yeah. Because they're they're uh they're two tools from the same in the same toolbox you know um right. an insurance company is needed to have an annuity as well right. as to have insurance policy but it just work completely different um and and you know depending on your age your uh your risk tolerance you know a lot of those things are going to be attributed as to whether or not we actually recommend these products for you but if you're the right fit for it then you know it can be life-changing um, you know, I've, I've got another client that's worked at a Southwest as a baggage handler for the last 35 years. And he's talking about retiring like right now, like, like immediately he, he, he tells me that he's going to retire and then he puts it off for another six months, yeah. every six months. 
He likes so it. Right now, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's 63 years old in 11 months. He'll be 64 next month. Nice. And, uh, you know, he, he, he gave me about $600,000 um, um, two years ago. And he's, he's positive in his account. Yeah. He hasn't lost any money yeah. whatsoever. And he's been gaining income every day throughout the volatility. But that's what's so important about a financial planner, right? Most people, and, and I talk about this on the show all the time too, most people, you tell them you're a financial advisor and they're like, oh, what's your favorite stock? You know, that's the first thing that comes in that, to mind for people. But realistically, okay, you want to ask me what my favorite stock is. My, my question should be, how old are you? <laughs> what's your risk tolerance? You know, there's not an answer for, for every single person just as an overall, just umbrella answer. I mean, there's so many things that go into it. And like you said, this guy's 64 years old and he wants to retire soon. Heck no, you don't want him in Tesla. Like that just makes zero sense. But to have him in a fixed annuity where he's can only make money and not lose so that he has a better chance of retiring when he wants. That's the whole part about financial planning that people overlook, you know, so much more than just capital appreciation. I mean, it's a hundred percent individualized and kind yeah. of customized to that client or that family. Because, you know, I mean, that's the only way to deal with, you know, if, if you're doing anything else, then for one, you're not compliant. But two, instead of thinking about the client's needs, you're thinking about your own. And that's just not the way that we do business. So, no, you know, not how it should I've always, you know, I've always believed in the long, the long win, you know, yeah. I'm just continue to do the right things. And eventually um, it's going to pay off 150% for me. Yeah, totally. Totally. I agree. Um, yeah. I mean that all the, the make the get rich quick schemes and the make money quick and invest in this stock and you're going to make a million percent this year. I mean, I don't buy any of it. I, it's a long-term planning game. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of people miss that though, because you know, for one, and I can understand it, right? Because if I go into let's say a Best Buy, I don't want somebody to sell me. I want to just pick out what I want and I want to walk out with it. Right. So you got a lot of people that are like that with their finances because they look at you as a salesman instead of a planner. Yeah. And, and there are some guys out there that are pretending to be financial planners that are really just salesmen. And you right. do have to do some research and you've got to find the one that's going to be actually looking out for your best interest. Um, but when it all comes down to it, we have to ask questions and figure out what is the best fit for you? What's going to work for you? How can I really help you as opposed to just saying, oh, okay, well, you know, buy a hundred of these. Yep. No, big time. Yep. No, that's good input, man. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about the equity side now and, and what I found there and, and feel free to chime in whatever you hear and, and we'll kind of brainstorm about that too. But just some, you know, some notes that I took down and, and things that jumped out to me. And I, I actually wrote these notes before the, that uh, conference call that we were on with Brian Westbury, but it's pretty funny how many of them kind of fell into place and, and were in congruence with what he was saying. So kind of the number one thing that I had wrote down, written down is how much more the coronavirus outlook is looking more positive and really how big of an impact that has. Like it's, it's pretty crazy how we're not even really looking at economic data anymore. It's actually just how many people are getting sick and how many people are dying. And if that number is getting smaller, the market's going up. Like it's, it's actually almost that simple currently. There's not all these things with interest rates. And, and of course the Fed has all these stimulus packages coming out um, and, and, and there's a ton of government intervention. But 
at the heart of it, it's all coronavirus induced. I mean, every single move is based off of what's going on with coronavirus numbers. So it was interesting. And even Brian agreed with that. He had said the same thing. He's like every, all of his volatility is coming from that. And kind of what I had gotten from that and what I've been talking about, Chris, in my last few episodes is every single client and every single person that invests has to know their why and, and have a reason for why they're investing and have a goal. Because if you don't have a goal, then you don't have any long-term perspective or, or any perspective at all. Like maybe your goal is short-term and you want to buy a new house in three years. Well, like we just talked about, that's a different case than for somebody that wants to retire in four years and is ready to take on a lot of risks. So if you can have a long-term goal, this, this short-term volatility should be a lot easier to swallow because you still own the same amount of shares. You still have the same amount of money in your closed-in and mutual fund. I mean, all of these things that we're invested in, you're not giving up a, a portion of that. Your account value is going up and down, but you only lose that when you sell. So having that long-term outlook, like Brian was talking about, I think is so, so important in knowing what your goals are so that you don't get into this fear and fall into all of the craziness and, and what I think is oversensitivity from the media. Um, but, but falling into that trap almost of just panic, you know what I mean? I mean, you know, they're, they're actually now when you, when you go into different, uh, go to JP Morgan and you talk to people from, you know, their, their multi-asset sector, and they'll tell you that they actually do a lot of analytics now based off of the noise. They want to know what are people talking about? They want to know what's popping up in the searches. What are people searching for? Yeah. And, and what they're scared of because those things do highly affect what's going on in the market now, you know, yeah. especially with social media, uh, cell phones, zoom, yeah. <laughs> those are the small, you know, I mean, right now we're about an hour away from each other, but, um, we can talk, face to face with no issue. And I mean, I could probably do this with somebody overseas as well. You know, and that being said, there's just the information just moving a whole lot quicker than it used to. Way quicker. And I was gonna touch on this later, but since you brought it up, actually I was gonna end with this, but how crazy is the media? Like before we even got on this call, I literally got a notification on my phone from Yahoo Finance and it's it verbatim, I wrote it down word for word. It said, um, let, me, let me find this quote real quick. Oh, the stocks are finally flashing signs of a confirmed bottom, says analyst who called 25% rally. In my mind, okay, first of all, how many analysts are out there and how many of them are saying something different? So if, if the market would have tanked these last couple of days, we would have got the same notification saying, oh, uh, market dropped 10%, says guy who called the dot-com crash. Like, it doesn't even matter. They're just putting something out there for people to stick to no matter what, which way it goes. There's somebody that called it. it it's just silly. I mean, you know, that's the difference between being a journalist and, and being an advisor, right? Like you can say whatever you want as a journalist. Yeah, as totally. Long as, as long as you can say you have a source, you know, yeah. you can say just about whatever you want, according to so-and-so, <laughs> according to this guy on the street, but you know, um, you know, I think that uh, I think that we do that a lot with our investment, man. I think that there are, you know, I've got family members that listen to what they should be invested in from their barber, you know, and 
I mean, I'm not saying the barber is not an intelligent guy, but he's still the barber. He's not somebody who's watching the market every day. He's watching hairlines. Exactly. And, and how many people are doing that? Everybody. Yeah. Yeah, it's a big thing. Um, and that's like kind of leads well into another point, actually. I was going to talk about, you know, fighting off behavioral economic biases because there's, you know, in behavioral finance, there's so many biases that people take on. But the biggest one right now is just herd mentality, like we're talking about. Everybody's panicked. Everybody. Lots of people are panicked. You know, they want to sell the farm and sit in cash. And because of these headlines that they're seeing, you know, they're seeing on TV that everyone has to wear a mask out and no one's allowed outside and don't go to the store and don't do this. And, and they're just reacting emotionally. And, they, and when that happens, you know, their game plan goes out the window. If they don't have an advisor that's calling them and they don't have someone that they've talked to about their goals and about their time horizon and about their risk tolerance, then all they have to rely on is emotion at that point. Like there's no underlying game plan to fall back on. So that's the biggest thing I think and the biggest attribute that we can provide to people. Like number one is just a, a, a state of uh, peace of mind knowing that, Hey, you know, we set this game plan up with Chris or we set this game plan up with Hunter and, and we've run it through Monte Carlo simulation and we've had, we have seen what can happen during times like these, but in the long run, we're going to be fine. And that's the biggest thing I think. And what I think is the most key aspect to dealing with volatility like this is Picking investments, whether we're talking about stocks or mutual funds or sectors, but picking any of those things that you really like, that you like for the long term, not just, oh, hey, you know, this airline company is really down. I think it's going to spur in the short term and we're going to sell it. Like, you know, you can get really hurt like that. But like we've talked about, picking good investments where you, you, you like Nike, you say, and, and, and everyone I think can agree that Nike is going to be around for a long time and do well. Even if Nike doesn't do well in the next three or four months, in the next year, in 10, 15, 20 years from now, we're still going to be happy that we held on to Nike. So, you know, that train of thought and keeping clients informed about that and, and going back to the game plan, I think it just takes a lot off their shoulders and it almost kind of tampers the media or, or puts a, a buffer on what they're saying. Because at that point, it, it, it doesn't hit you as emotionally as it does if you don't have those thoughts, you don't have that game plan in place. I mean, I think one big difference is that, you know, we're going to be looking at the balance sheets. Yeah. As opposed to just saying, okay, Nike is great. I know that they've got, you know, low debt, <laughs> high revenue, you know, yeah. I mean, it, there's not me. I don't, I don't really know what else you can look at in a company that, you know, makes you say, okay, well, this is a good investment besides just looking at it black and white and saying, okay, well, you know, these are the facts, right you now the facts of the matter are, you know, they'll be around and, I'll tell you this, there's some Jordans coming out on the 14th. And, you know, I haven't bought Jordans in a really long time, man. And these, these are some nice shoes, dude. Yeah, but, you, but you're, phone, you're a Jordans I'm guy, man. I'm looking, for, I'm looking for the next Carhartt or Ariat boots that are coming out, man. <laughs> Ariat boots? I have no idea what those are. <laughs> oh, man. Little, little different styles, that's for sure. <laughs> um. Yeah, man. I, I think that that kind of covered a lot. That was a good discussion. Um, you have anything else to, to throw in or anything else that sticks out at you? I mean, at the end of the day, man, I, I just, uh, you know, I hope that the, that, you know, this video is hitting whoever watches it. I hope you guys are uh, safe, healthy, um, and, you know, washing your hands and, you know, taking care of each other and, and just being, uh, 
being being a, a nice, decent human being to uh, the people that you run into, you know, because these are trying times. And a lot of times, you know, when we get put in uh, precarious situations, uh, human decency kind of goes out of the window. And one of the things that, you know, I've been just kind of, I've seen it as a, a big positive thing. I live here in downtown Sacramento. And when you walk by people, yeah, we stay about eight feet away from each other, but uh, you say hi to everyone, you know, and, and I feel like Sacramento as a whole is uh, becoming a lot friendlier of a place because we all understand that we don't know what tomorrow holds. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, depending on what you believe, um, you know, what goes around comes around, whatever it is that, that you know, that, that, that you, I, I would just, you know, hope that we continue to kind of um, raise each other up. No, I'm, that's a great way to end it, man. And, uh, you know, like I always talk about, we want to help you guys. I mean, a lot of people right now are trying to figure this out on their own. They're, they're going through all this emotional turmoil that we're talking about, and they don't have someone to give them good advice and, and pat them on the back and let them know that, you know, we, we're prepared for this. So, you know, we want to give you every opportunity to come work with us. I think that especially during times right now, I mean, I believe every single person, person should get financial help, but during a crisis like this, during trying times, it's even more important to make sure that you have a good game plan. And at the worst case, I mean, get a second opinion. You know, look, we can look over your portfolio, make sure that everything's looking good, um, talk about your game plan, talk about your goals, and just make sure that you're set up for success. So you guys know, go over to my website, hunterlier.com. There's a green button right there. You can schedule a call with me. We'll talk about whatever you want. I mean, we'll go over everything. Chris, he also just set up his website, man. So Chris, where can they find you at? What's your, what's your website domain? You can find me at chrissimpson.us. chrissimpson.com was taken. So again, oh, that's chrissimpson.us. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, there you'll find this video along with others. Um, you know, I'll be continuing to blog and just kind of podcast and keep people informed. And, you know, I think, you know, a big thing, of, you know, looking at Hunter and looking at myself, you know, maybe we see things differently, but uh, we can all find a way to come together. And sometimes just like you said, you need a second opinion. Hey, check out my podcast. Check out Hunter's podcast find somewhere in between where you fit. Yeah, no, I like it. So there you go. You got two references right there, you guys. And uh, Chris and I, I think we're talking about, we're going to probably do this, you know, every couple of weeks or every month and just do a market recap and uh, provide some content for you guys. So be on the lookout, go check out our pages and uh, we'll see you guys later. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great rest of your day.